it will perhaps be somewhat difficult for the men and women of a later day to understand Jesse Bentley. In the last fifty years, a vast change has taken place in the lives of our people. A revolution has, in fact, taken place. The coming of industrialism, attended by all the roar and rattle of affairs, the shrill cries of millions of new voices that have come among us from overseas, the going and coming of trains, the growth of cities, the building of the interurban car lines that weave in and out of towns and past farmhouses. And now in these later days, the coming of the automobiles has worked a tremendous change in the lives and in the habits of thought of our people of mid-America. Books, badly imagined and written though they may be in the hurry of our times, are in every household. Magazines circulate by the millions of copies. Newspapers are everywhere. In our day, a farmer standing by the stove in the store in his village has his mind filled to overflowing with the words of other men. The newspapers and the magazines have pumped him full. Much of the old brutal ignorance that had in it also a kind of beautiful childlike innocence is gone forever. The farmer by the stove is brother to the men of the cities, and if you listen you will find him talking as glibly and as senselessly as the best city man of us all. In Jesse Bentley's time and in the country districts of the whole Middle West, in the years after the Civil War, it was not so. Men labored too hard and were too tired to read. In them was no desire for words printed upon paper. As they worked in the fields, vague, half-formed thoughts took possession of them. They believed in God and in God's power to control their lives. In the little Protestant churches they gathered on Sunday to hear of God and His works. The churches were the center of the social and intellectual life of the times. The figure of God was big in the hearts of men. And so, having been born an imaginative child, and having within him a great intellectual eagerness, Jesse Bentley had turned wholeheartedly toward God. When the war took his brothers away, he saw the hand of God in that. When his father became ill and could no longer attend to the running of the farm, he took that also as a sign from God. In the city, when the word came to him, he walked about at night through the streets, thinking of the matter, and when he had come home and had got the work on the farm well under way, he went again at night to walk through the forests and over the low hills, and to think of God. As he walked, the importance of his own figure in some divine plan grew in his mind. He grew avaricious and was impatient that the farm contained only six hundred acres. Kneeling in a fence corner at the edge of some meadow, he sent his voice abroad into the silence and looking up he saw the stars shining down at him.